Welcome into the Go Blue Crew. I'm Tyler Fenwick with Derek Devine. I don't know if you saw the big news, Derek, out of the Michigan camp today, but Blake Corum had his car stolen. And not just any car. This thing is like a Camaro. It looked like a camo paint job. Um, a fancier car than I think I'll ever have. And I just want to get this out of the way quickly, Derek, and, and don't don't take it any type of way. But was it you? You know, it, you're it closer. Wasn't. I it am couldn't closer. Have been me. I I could be a suspect. I, I spent a lot of time in Ann Arbor. Only I think we discussed this last week, you know, 35, 40 minutes away. We'll get we'll get to, you know, kind of the follow up on why we talked about my distance last week. Um yeah, you know, would never would never do such a thing, but I, I liked his attitude, you know. God bless whoever stole it. Like that's how you know I've had a couple of things stolen before. You know, once on a college yeah. campus, another time, actually, probably also on a college campus I worked at. Usually a college <laughs> campus. Uh, these things happen at college campuses, uh, and I've always kind of thought like, hey, like if they needed that sweater or they needed those Jordan basketball shoes I got stolen in college, like, hey man, they needed them. God bless them. They. They obviously uh, needed those Jordans at that time of their life, so I'm glad I could bless them. But, man, I mean, we talk about all the stuff we talked about last week in the wild week. You know, this is more of a personal, like, that sucks type of thing, but could the football offseason get any wilder? No, I didn't thought about that. No. I mean, okay, Because it's it yet could. another off-season could. story. It's covered by ESPN. It's covered by all the major outlets, you know, some who uh, went about it poorly. It's not NIL funded. Let's just say that. It's apparently that. a uh, a gift from his parents when he graduated high school. Let's and I believe it's 2017, right? His his NIL money. Oh. I, I, you, you did, and I'm not saying all? don't take this the wrong way. Don't take this the wrong way because you said this. Okay. You said it'd probably be fancier than what you ever owned. It's only a 2017 Camaro. So I'm not what saying that like the average only. the average person the average person probably doesn't drive a Camaro, but someone with Blake Corum NIL money, especially Blake Corum returning when he could have went pro NIL money could probably afford a 2023 Camaro. No problem at all. Now, would it be a smart decision? Maybe not. That's why all of this NIL stuff is crazy. You know, as long as there's like financial counseling that goes along with this, I think it's a good idea. I think students can learn a lot about how to use, you know, large sums of money as they you know as athletes when they earn it however you know because of the article stating it was nil trying to like you know get the nil plug and the clicks going oh i do God, believe yeah. his parents used their hard-earned money because it's a 2017 like that's this is a six-year-old vehicle now uh nil money again <laughs> if you're a star player buys you essentially whatever you want because these guys uh, he, he's going to be, uh, you know, he's going to be making seven figures this year. No doubt about it. Uh, you can afford, you know, two 2017 Camaros when you're making that much. As a, uh, social media person, as somebody who really knows the game, does it professionally. Can you plug us in on why you would want to say this is an NIL funded Camaro? I would say a couple of things. The first thing is like the, you know, source has it that Jim Harbaugh is going to the NFL or he's had conversations, you know, that, that kind of source related, I'm saying something that's likely to happen, but I have no information and I'm not going to disclose my source in hopes that I can tell you, I told you so first. 
this feels like it's a very much a let's latch on to the craziness of NIL. Let's assume because this is a black athlete that didn't come from much, according to his story, drives a nice Camaro around campus that's wrapped, that it's obviously got to be his NIL money that paid for it. So I think there's a couple of couple of things there. But yeah, you know, you're you know that NIL is a big conversation. You know that Blake Corum and the University of Michigan is a big conversation in the offseason. So you're gonna go with whatever feels right, send it out without even thinking much about it and in most cases when you're wrong and the player awkwardly says yo this was not nil funded uh you are going to get hammered for it and rightfully so you know we we talked before the show we won't name drop but go look it up you know i think that is very very bad marketing that's bad social media um yeah and i don't feel bad about saying that do do your research don't make assumptions Uh, those things won't happen yeah uh last last little thing here go look this up but to see the the picture of the car and then try to imagine the mindset of a person who believes they can steal this and keep it or something. I don't know what the plan is here. I, I need a follow-up. I need a, some court documents, you know, to, to just figure out how do you think you can steal a car that looks like this and get away with it or do whatever you're going to do with it. That That doesn't make much sense this car is going to stand out is is what i'm saying so that'll be a a story to keep up with developments on uh later and i i am like actually genuinely intrigued by by what comes out of that switching gears to basketball derek uh michigan of course just took care of things against minnesota 60 to 56 and now they've got purdue coming up on thursday and I think the last time we talked, um, you had predicted we were getting ready for the Northwestern game. You had predicted, let's see, a win against Northwestern. Did you say loss against Maryland at Maryland? I think you did. Yeah, I did. So that was like two shows ago. I think I predicted oh, they'd come out just ahead. Um, but I did predict, I think, loss to Iowa lost to Maryland, win against Northwestern. We might have even predicted lost to MSU. I think it was before the MSU game. It was oh, wow. two weeks ago. I thought it was um, I thought it was last week. <laughs> you know, time flies during uh, college basketball season. Yeah, I'm pulling up the schedule. It was. It was after a, a Penn State win. I think I said, you know, I'd, you'd hope that they'd come out between now and Purdue with a winning record, but I think I guessed right around 500 with uh, lost uh, Michigan State, Iowa, and then a win against Northwestern, and a win against Minnesota, and yeah, that loss against Maryland. Now, I remember thinking after the show, like, wow, like, I have no hope. Like, they're going to beat Maryland. They thumped them. We talked about that last week. They just didn't play well. They played no. and were prepared like a team that thumped a team earlier in the season and, you know, got rocked themselves. So, my prediction was pretty close. I, thank you for shouting that out. I'm not happy about yeah, it. Yeah, no problem. I don't, I don't want that to be the case but hey i guess technically the reality is you're a top three team in uh, the big 10 standings right now and that's technically all that counts it it is a very good thing as we talked about to be in uh basically you know the top half or the top third of the big 10 not you know that's obvious you want to be high up in in the standings but for a team like michigan where it's looking like you're either going to need to play yourself 
into the NCAA tournament, but by, by what you do in the conference tournament or uh, keep your spot, something similar to last year where it was like, gosh, you know, Michigan's probably the end, but if they could just win one game, that probably does it for sure. If, if you're going to set up, you know, a matchup against uh, like, like, like a, a, a Purdue or, or even an IU that, that looks like, you know, they could, they could have a nice conference season or Ohio state. If you can avoid one of those matchups first thing in the big 10 tournament and, and get a win or two, that, that could be a really big deal for a team like Michigan. You know, with Purdue coming up here, um, it won't surprise you to learn that, that, Ken Palm, as I'm, I'm looking today, has this as a 72-67 win for the Boilermakers. Um, this is a home game for Michigan, and, and Michigan does have recent success against good Purdue teams. The matchup, I think, that, that makes sense for everybody to pay attention to, not just fans of these teams, but the college football, oh my god, the college basketball world in general. Yeah, this was a big premier college football matchup. I understand the message. It was. I mean, Big Ten it really was Big Ten champ. Yeah, um, Zach Eady versus Hunter Dickinson in the post. There are very few people who make Hunter Dickinson look small, but Zach Eady is one of them. It, does the game go the way that matchup goes, or or do does either team or both teams have enough outside of that that if if they sort of neutralize each other, they're they're giving the same level of production. You can find something away from them. You could find something away from them, but for Michigan, you need Hunter Dickinson to have an awesome game. Uh, what was his name? Trevion Williams a few years ago where he dropped yeah. like 30 or 40 on on Michigan at Michigan. And I think Purdue did win that game maybe, or maybe that maybe Michigan won. Uh, against a good it's hard Purdue to keep track of basketball games because yeah, most of the time so they play each other twice, and there are so many. And it, yeah. This is why I'm going to throw in this too um, at this point because I'm going to forget because it's hard to keep track. Positive that Michigan beat Minnesota again because they beat the same team twice. That's hard to do. Uh, That's why it didn't happen against Maryland. Uh, And I think that, sure, I think you have an advantage at home against now the number one Purdue Boilermakers. This would be the premier win of the season and could be your best opportunity of of uh of the season uh very easily and so i think that you have a chance in this one because i I do think michigan's players again they're not great but they're not terrible they just seem to be in this like ever like "Mm, we're gonna play exactly how our opponent plays we're gonna play their game and we're gonna make baskets we're not if michigan makes baskets and hunter dickinson gets help they have a chance and Hunter Dickinson plays as well as he can and hopefully should. I think that Michigan has a great chance in this one. Hunter Dickinson goes for 20, 25, you know, even 30. If he has to, he's done that before. Zach Eady cannot guard um, all the way out to the three point line. If you can do some pick and pops and Hunter Dickinson can get hot from outside. If he can get himself to the line where he's a pretty good free throw shooter. If you have a guy like Terrace Reed come in, uh, and, and give Hunter Dickinson some rest and body up Zach Eady. You want to make Zach Eady frustrated. He's going to get his. You've got to hope that he can uh, drop that, you know, 60, 70 percent uh, field goal percentage he has. He's a great shooter, so you don't want to follow him. You definitely don't want to give him a cheap end one. When a dude is eight feet tall, 
the worst thing you can do is slap him on the arm because the ball is always going to go in the basket. So don't follow him. Let him get his. Let him get his 20 or 30 and completely focus on shutting down the other players. And that's kind of where it comes in. Yeah, you need another scorer, but can Kobe Bufkin, can um, Jet Howard, if he's somehow good to go, can even Jace Howard coming off the bench, can your defenders defend the heck out of the ball and limit Purdue's other good playmakers because they go through Zach Eady, but they're you know the number one team for a reason. They have a lot of guys who can score the basketball, who can do some dangerous things offensively, and then defensively, it's a clinic. Uh, they're a great defensive team. Uh, if Michigan's not making shots, we're in for a long night. Um, Michigan has a chance, and and this is the best opportunity they uh, will have to uh, give themselves a chance to get that quad one win. Yeah, um, outside of that matchup, there's another one that's going to be really interesting, which uh, two freshman point guards, Braden Smith for Purdue and, and then Doug McDaniel for Michigan. And, and Braden Smith is, is like, he's going to be a household name, it seems like. He, he's just a really good player who stepped in from day one and has done awesome things for Purdue. Whereas Doug McDaniel, he's in his role because of an injury. And that's not to discount his play, but that's just the fact of the matter. I mean, he's starting on this team because Jalen Llewellyn is hurt. So uh, if if Doug McDaniel can go out there and and compete also with Braden Smith, huge confidence boost individually, first and foremost. But also, that's huge for Michigan because point guard play is an area where from game to game, you're just not sure what you're getting. I feel like, you know, for as much as we talk about consistency with this team, uh, you could probably say the most about the lack of consistency from from the point guard position. And I'll say it again, it's like it's a tough situation, and I think he's handled it really well. But if you get Doug McDaniel you know, doing good things for you for, for 32, 33, 35 minutes, whatever it is, uh, a game, that's one of the biggest things that could happen for Michigan. So I'm definitely looking forward to that matchup too. This is another game, too, where you're not going to you know, tie Purdue at two and a half games back, but you find a way to win this one, you're pretty safely sitting in second place. And even if you're you know, tied for second, uh, you're going to have a win over the likely probably the eventual Big Ten championship team. Uh, whether they win outright or they win the tournament or they win both, you know, Purdue is definitely, uh, as of now, at 19 and one deserving of a number one seed. You knock off a number one seed uh, at any point in the season, especially late January, uh, you show the committee that you could be a team to, uh, you know, a force to be reckoned with in the tournament. Now, is it likely that Purdue wins? Yes. I think that they're just all around a better basketball team. Michigan is far into inconsistent. That's why they have eight losses. They're only three games above 500. Their conference record a little bit better than that at two games over 500, but you know, Michigan will go as their shots go. Uh, and if shots are not falling, uh, not a good sign. So ideally, Michigan jumps up to a to, off to a lead uh, and they find a way to keep this one close. And maybe this is the first game that comes down to the wire against a good team that they lose. You know, they had a chance against Kentucky. They had a chance against Virginia. They had a chance against North Carolina and Michigan State. You have an opportunity here, the biggest one on the calendar, uh, at 9 p.m., which leads me to the question of the week. <laughs> Last week, we talked about me going to this game, you know, being, again, full circle here, yeah. 
35, right. 40 minutes away. I okay. said, if Michigan loses to Minnesota at home, there is absolutely no shot that I go. Oh, I forgot about this. Michigan started off very poorly against Minnesota to the point where I was like, I've got a lot of life going on. I might have to go leave the room because they're not doing me any favors. The question is, do I go to a 9 p.m. tip? And the only thing I'll throw in there, tickets as low as $10. I mean, what's your Friday looking like? Friday will actually be... Friday will actually be uh, off. Seriously? Then you're there. Are we doing? This isn't uh, a question. Let's just say this: uh, we're we're live. I gotta withhold some information um, because of <laughs> we'll be doing some future related things on Friday. So I, I will not you're be there. working, but I will I will be busy. You're there. Yeah. Ten bucks, and it's, you're not working like normal on Friday. Yeah, okay. they could tip nice. off at eleven. You're there follow-up okay my dear lovely wife decides you know what i don't want to do that at 9 p.m i go to bed at 10 30 is it worth going alone yeah dang simple answer okay. yeah i do that okay. kind of stuff alone so go to pacers the game third and final question how do i feel if michigan gets beat by 20 was it worth going? Um, well, are you taking the <laughs> low? No, now I need to follow up your question. Are you taking like what? the lowest ticket you can get, or are you spending a little more? Well, like, you know, what? a single ticket, the single ticket gets you a good seat, probably if you're just buying a single. I haven't looked at singles, but you know, do we have a spread in this thing? I, I see the matchup predictor seventy five percent Purdue. I know college I mean, basketball spreads are a little bit, you know, few and. Far between. There, I'm not seeing anything. No, here we'll we'll get it. Don't worry. Oh no, What's, I don't see. A give, give me the Ken Palm. Give me the Ken Palm. What's Ken Palm have as a percentage? Ken Palm's got. Uh, I gotta go back to that tab. Ken Palm's got this a 31 percent chance of winning for Michigan. So a, bit, a little bit better better than the uh, the old ESPN analytics. That's the hard thing. Like. I, Anyone who listens who is, you know, married, dating with somebody, usually, and this isn't an everyone's story, but usually, and Tyler, I think you could agree with me here, usually it's, you know, the me and the you in the relationship that's way overly into these things. Uh-huh. When you talk about the 9 p.m. game, especially when it's like Michigan Rutgers, like, we stay up for it, right? Even if <laughs> no we doubt. have someone watch, like, so my wife loves football, loves football to the point where it gets in the way of basketball fandom because it's just not as exciting. And that's saying a lot, right? Football game is a long game to yeah. stay tuned for. So if it's Michigan, Indiana or Michigan Rutgers, you know, she'll probably fade away eventually. Uh, one of those blowout games early in the season, you know, unless we're there, you know, she's going to go read or something. But for a Big Ten championship in Michigan, Ohio State, absolutely glued, nervous as hell, as into it as I am. For a 9 p.m. basketball game, though, that is that is a little bit of a tough ask. Mm-hmm. Hey, I want you to spend your late evening going to this game, which, by the way, she's heard me complain about the Wolverines this year. She understands yeah. that I'm not super happy with their performance. Would she be offended if you didn't invite her? 
No, no. I mean, obviously it starts with the invite, but it's probably a, I would rather not. So is we'll it just see. like you're going through the motions of inviting? Yeah, yeah, you know. You know, okay. like, hey, I'd love you to join, but understand it's 9 p.m. and they might get me by 30. <laughs> okay. No, I think, uh, so the answer is you go. And, and then about how bad you feel, I think there's a correlation with how much money you spend. So, so say I, say with food, parking, all that, say I spend fifty dollars total, and oh, I lose like twenty. Then then you had a good time in Ann Arbor, and that's that. I don't I don't think is it much a good time to, it. to leave an arena at eleven ten and your team's down twenty. Do you leave no, that game? That's early? not a good time. I'm thinking about this from, from the perspective also of somebody who who is in Ann Arbor maybe twice a year. Right, 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 right. Like right. that's a very special thing for me. I would, I would just be, like, so happy to have the experience. So I'm a little clouded in my judgment right. of how yeah, yeah. you should. I, feel. I haven't, I haven't been to a basketball game yet. It's been a busy, busy season of life. Um, but you know, if you if you go to the game where Michigan knocks down Purdue, oh my goodness! I mean, you 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 ended up would paying you fifty all, rush all together. Oh, absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. But I see one TV. More, I'll pay more to be in a position to do that. It's like it's I like think, it's all about return on investment, right? So you you spend oh you know say you spend a hundred total, right? They win, oh my goodness, you would have spent five hundred on that experience. Well, that's lose. I'll never forget. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can find the year for you. I will never forget. Um, I went to a. You'll continue talking in this segment, by the way. But I went okay. to a Michigan Penn State game where. Obviously, Michigan was home. There's one of my one of my first memorable Michigan games. Raining, pouring, they got smoked by Penn State. It was like to the point where I was like, "Why do I even show up?" But those were the uh, Rich Rod days, so you know those things happened. Yeah, um, I man, so that would have been. 2000 I'm, I'm gonna find it for you i'm gonna find nine? it for you you, 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 you know what uh, that sounds about right the, it was high school for me I'll here's find the it. thing about michigan purdue so you know it's it's been said over and over again like obviously michigan needs to string together some wins and the resume needs some marquee wins which purdue definitely would be i think the great thing about michigan playing a team like purdue or later you're going to, you know, even like Ohio State, Rutgers. Um, those are teams, like, if you, if you lose to them, it's not a huge knock on the resume. If you win, big win. You know, that that's top line of the resume. There's so much to gain, not a whole lot to lose. It's those types of games where I feel like we see some crazy stuff happen, isn't it? It is. And I do think that there's a big opportunity here in the fact that the whole theme this year is they're not great, but they're not bad. You can't really figure out what they are. You know, before the North Carolina game, there was the article that we talked about, you know, is Michigan season over before it started. That seems less pathetic now than it was then because they haven't shown anything they haven't shown anything great, but you beat a Purdue, even if you go on to lose a game you shouldn't, 
which is going to happen with this team. <laughs> you have a you finally have a marquee win on your resume. You stay above 500. You stay in the top third of the Big Ten. A team in the top third of the Big Ten, when they've had you know up to ten teams go to the tournament in the past, you're going to make the tournament because Big Ten basketball is respected. And as long as the Big Ten has a premier team like a Purdue and a team that beat a Purdue, which will happen more than once this season, even though they're really good, you're going to make the tournament. So, yeah, I mean, you lose this game, which is, again, more likely than not. Uh, You have a lot of work to do. You win this game. You don't want to, you know, put on cruise control because you still have a lot to prove, but it does really change the trajectory of your season moving forward. It can't fix the past. It can't fix the loss to CMU, but... If you win against Purdue, the number one team in the country, you get a little bit of a storming of the court, which I wish and hope Michigan would act like they've been there before. Mm. But you storm the court, you get that number one victory. It doesn't get rid of the CMU loss, but it absolutely becomes a key win. And key wins probably matter more to the committee ultimately than key losses, especially a loss that happened before the new year. All right, last thing I want to hit on, I have two things in mind. And I'm gonna let don't you forget. Choose. Don't forget my follow up. By the way, I'm a follow. Wait, what was your follow up? I've got the game, the Penn State game. Oh, let's do that right now. Okay, this is insane to me. I have two things. <laughs> okay, it was a thirty-five to ten loss on October twenty-fourth. After they played Delaware State randomly in the middle of October and won sixty-three to three, they were. <laughs> I believe five and two at the time of this loss. Tate Forcier had 140 yards passing. Brandon Meyer had 48 yards rushing. And I just clicked to the next screen, which I didn't mean to. Uh, Daryl Clark was Penn State's quarterback. He threw for three of his four touchdown passes to Graham Zug, helping number 13 Penn State beat Michigan 35 to 10. Now, this is the part that's fascinating. For its first win at the Big House since 1996, mm. Greg Matthews was the receiver, 70 yards. But because I didn't remember what year it was, I guessed 2008. And those familiar with Michigan football know that 2008 was a really bad year. Tyler, how old were you in 2008? I was 13. How, what do you remember in 2008? Do you know the record in 2008? Um, three and nine. That was three and nine. Right. I just need to read some stats to you really quick. Okay. I'm just going to go over the pass yards, okay? Because right. it's fascinating. So, obviously, you had Nick Sheridan. You had Stephen Three. They went back and forth. Nick Sheridan started the year off. They lost 25-23, 98 yards. Second game of the season, Stephen Three, 63 yards. Third game of the season, lost to Notre Dame. Stephen Three, 175 yards. A win against Wisconsin. The famous Stephen Three running for the touchdown, beating number nine Wisconsin, 96 passing yards. He went off for 250 and a 25-point loss to Illinois. Then Nick Sheridan got the start against Toledo. They lost 13 to 10. 65 passing yards. throttled by Penn State on the road. 84 passing yards. Stephen three to the quarterback again. Three it again, 168. Three it again, another loss. They had lost to Illinois, Toledo, Penn State, Michigan State, Purdue. Lost, 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 lost. 168, 123. Finally, a win against Minnesota. 
to make them three and seven. Nick Sheridan, two hundred and three yards. What a stellar game! Big time. Only to lose to Northwestern with sixty-one passing yards, and to lose to Ohio State throttled. By the way, with eighty-seven passing yards. Have you ever, ever heard of a season where there is one? two three four five six seven games of under 100 passing yards and you weren't a team like air force that is embarrassing even though we're, that I was mean, michigan it's long enough ago that we're talking about a different era of football i think that's fair to say but still that's embarrassing 63 61 passing yards <laughs> I don't understand the point of this. What are you trying to make Sorry me to feel? Have that, hey, you know what? Jim Harbaugh can flirt with the NFL all he wants. Players can transfer. I don't care. I can almost guarantee you, I'm knocking on wood, we will never see a season again where there's that many games of under 100 passing yards. Oh, That's no. got to go down as the worst season in Michigan football history, does it not? Three and nine? Can you see that happening again? No. But there's a lot of things I can't see happening. So, but three no. and nine, Tyler. That wasn't that long ago. No, it wasn't. Bring us Can back. Give us on the positive. Well, I, I so I have um, one thing I'll talk about, but two options. I'll just let you choose one or two. Which one? Oh, I have to pick before. Yeah, you do. Oh, always number two. Always okay. left over right too. By the way. Okay, so speaking of storming the court, um, the the act like you've been there before thing, it's true. For people like us, you know, big-time fans who have been watching for years and years and years, but who storms the court, Derek? Students. Who are the first people? Okay. How long are students there at the university? Not very long. Four years. Not very Big long. moment for Four them. Four years. Put yourself in a student's mindset, okay? Big win. You don't know if you're going to get that chance again. You don't know if Michigan's going to get another A, big win, B, at home. You know what I mean? No, I, I So agree. I'm here. I, I defend this. Um, I do think there are some times where it's like, why are you storming the field or storming the court? But uh, in defense of the ones who are doing the storming, the students, that's a big time atmosphere and you just don't know if it's going to happen again do you remember so the hunter that. dickinson photo from last year i do i just saw it today that's yeah. against purdue and purdue is number yeah. three yeah. so no I they're absolutely storming the court and why i'm thinking about going one return on investment if michigan wins best dollar spent no matter what it is if michigan loses you know whatever long lonely drive home if my wife doesn't go but if they storm the court, Tyler, I will be there. And my goal is to find a what's the what, what are we playing on? What are we playing on on Thursday? Big Ten, ESPN, uh, f- uh, Fox Sports One, Fox Sports. I will find a Fox Sports One camera, guaranteed. And I will be front and center. If they put me on air, you know, not up to me. I'm not the producer. <laughs> But I will be there. I will put my hands on the camera and be like, Tyler, this was for you. Oh, my God. Yeah. Please. Also, if I get to that level, you might have to come pick me up. Or I'll just arrange a ride. How about that? That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Call me. Um, We've totally neglected at Penn State on Sunday. 
really quick. Whatever, you know, Michigan, this is what happens. Michigan wins against Purdue, they lose against Penn State on the road. That's the type of season it's been. What what is Michigan's uh, two-game record here going into next week? Optimistic me, that's already finished my uh, Kirkland whiskey, 2-0. Oh, man, how could I? I knew it. I knew it. Once we started talking about Michigan's 2008 football season, <laughs> I was like, what is this man doing? Okay, I got you. Rock and rye. Um, Tango rock and rye. I think, I think Michigan loses both of them, and I think we're getting into next week. Just Oh, my goodness. Sorry. That's the most likely outcome, is it not? Hey, that's, that's crazy to me. To, to end the show, you have told me to go to this game, <laughs> but you think Michigan loses both. So you're just essentially saying, hey, Derek, why don't you waste your night in the middle of winter and waste your money? Uh, I didn't say those words, actually. But That's what it feels like. All I'm saying is I think Michigan loses both of these games. So. <laughs> and you're probably, honestly, I hate to say this, but you're probably spot on. If Obviously, I think we both agree. If Michigan wins one of them, we'd rather see him beat the number one team in the nation at home. Oh, sure. Uh, course, you don't yeah. want to lose to Penn State. But I do think, my final thought is I do think Michigan is good enough to beat the best, and I think they're bad enough to lose to the worst. So hopefully in the same season we'll see a loss to CMU. No offense to CMU. They're just not very good this year. And we'll see a win against the number one team. You know, that's the type of team and the type of season where maybe not everything went your way, but it at least allows you a bid, hopefully, to the big dance to where you can prove yourself and make another Sweet 16. But, yeah, if you don't beat Purdue, which is, again, likely – uh, you're making the rest of the season very, very hard on yourself because as long as the Big Ten season is, uh, we're almost to February, and everybody knows that March Madness is called March Madness for a reason. So you're running out of opportunities. Good way to start. Be optimistic. Go two and zero. If you go zero and two, like Tyler thinks, yeah, you're probably not making the tournament. So we'll see, and we'll follow up on this next week, I guess. Yeah, we'll get back next week and talk about, hey, God, I hope, it, you know, a 2-0 and little stretch here. And it's like, oh, my gosh, Michigan's back in the NCAA tournament picture. Um, I, I sincerely hope that's it. We'll see if that's the case. But until then, take care out there and go blue. Go blue.